Tim Kelly writes about baseball for Odyssey, Phillies Nation. What else do you do? Uh, there's a long list of things you do, Mr. Kelly. How are you, by the way? I'm good. Uh, that That's the list currently. You, you got oh, the okay. list down at this time. If people download the Odyssey app, you get the Tim Kelly stuff, that, you know, the, the nine greatest from every team around the league. You know, and John Heyman, by the way, loves to critique your, your, your top nine lists. You know, which I'll is have fabulous. people text me, like, defending me, and I'm like, it's a joke. Like, I'm, I'm all good. Him quote-tweeting it has, like, made the series have huge success. So he can say whatever he wants about me. I'm laughing all the way to – not the bank, but something like that. But, but to credibility. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Um, you, you're watching the Yankees tonight make major moves. I think this is just the beginning of what could be an avalanche of signings and trades. I think there's going to be a lot of movement this week before the games actually start next weekend, Tim. Am I wrong? No, I think you're you're absolutely right that over the next four or five days, there's going to be a flurry of moves. I actually thought some of these bigger moves, specifically like the left field situation, would come a little bit quicker. But you're seeing kind of the mid-level bullpen guys go, uh, and I would anticipate you'll continue to see that. And, yeah, I mean, the, there's going to be a domino to fall here at some point. You've already seen the Yankees made the trade tonight. Nelson Cruz goes to the Nationals. So things are alive and well. Uh, you know, people are convinced uh, you just heard Neil and, and I think he represents the opinion of many Phillies fans. I got a bunch of them on hold that want to talk about this, but they're disappointed in, in John Middleton as far as the spending, you know, we, we, we look, we, we, he's going to regret that comment, the stupid money comment that he made a, a few years ago, that's going to linger with him for a long, long time. But as we are set right now, Steve Cohen. And I mentioned this last year. The new owner of the New York Mets, he doesn't care. I mean, he, he has basically came out and said today publicly that he is going to take that $290 million, you know, whatever, 75% threshold and flush that down the toilet. The Mets are probably going to exceed $300 million. This guy doesn't care. He'll pay the tax. He's a fan. He's loaded. He's going to outspend everyone probably two to one around baseball, and you're living in the same division with this guy, Tim. Well, there's a few ways to look at it. First of all, the Phillies are probably going to end up being like a top five or seven payroll, so the willingness to spend is there. It's, it should be even more like I, I think Steve Cohen uh, is kind of exposing here that teams that are owned by billionaires or multiple billionaires – they can spend however much they choose to spend. The taxes generally aren't a lot. The bigger problem is losing like draft compensation and things of that nature as opposed to money. But, um, yeah, Steve Cohen is kind of becoming this heiress George Steinbrenner in terms of not worrying about anything like that. He's going to pay as much money as it takes. And that does kind of put you in an awkward spot when you're in the same division. And in theory, if the Phillies can spend $225 million, that should be able to get you uh, a contending team. The problem is we don't live in theory. We live in reality. And the Phillies have not developed throughout their system well and consistently brought up talent like the Rays and the Astros and the Braves. So I feel like to not only make the playoffs, because making the playoffs really doesn't mean that much anymore with 12 teams, but to actually have a chance to do something in the playoffs while all these guys are at their peak, you probably do need to blow past that luxury tax. Uh, maybe not even to the extent that the Mets are doing, but uh, 
certainly past $230 million. I think that's true. Any chance or how much credence do you give the Matt Chapman rumors? I'd love to see him in a Phillies uniform. Yeah, I think that would be a, a tremendous pickup for the Phillies. He is an all-time defender. Like, I, I think he's one of the 10 best defensive third basemen that's ever played baseball. So uh, to add that when you have had such an issue defensively on your team would be gigantic. And I, I think he's a better offensive player than he showed last year. Well, we have it down Re- here. Yeah. Yeah, and regardless, he's still someone that's going to hit 30 home runs and drive in 85 to 95 runs. So, I mean, if you take that and you have an all-time defender, that's a really good player. And if you get his average back up to around like 250, you're talking about a, a guy that's an MVP type player when you consider his power production and fielding. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there has to be a line that you draw. But uh, one of the things, like Ken Rosenthal floated yesterday, Alec Bohm and Johan Rojas, I, I think you do that trade. I, I would do that trade in a, in a minute, in a New York minute. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're talking to Tim Kelly, Odyssey's own Phillies Nation. The reaction's been very, very negative, Tim, to the Adubel Herrera news. How do you take this? Well, I take it as there's like five or six real difference makers at center field, and after that there's not a lot of good center fielders uh, that can – hold their own defensively out there. And for as much as Odubel Herrera has blunders mentally sometimes, he graded out very well defensively last year. And he is the type of guy you know for three or four weeks of the season he's going to get really hot. Now, there will be other stretches where he's almost unplayable because he gets cold at the plate. But if you're talking about him in a platoon situation strictly from a baseball sense, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, obviously, there's other things that factor in, and I understand that, but – from a baseball sense, I don't think it's the type of thing people should get mad at, especially if the Rays are kind of have kind of decided they're going to keep Kevin Kiermaier and the asking price to get like Brian Reynolds or Cedric Mullins is probably off the charts. There's just not that many options out there. Interesting. All right, not even in the trade market if you uh, if you eliminate guys like that. Uh, left field. All right, Andrew McCutcheon's still out there. Uh, not to say that you know you don't want to bring the band back together. Basically, if you if you if you do that, uh, but you know, Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber. I mean, one of these dominoes has to fall in the Phillies' lap. Tim, they're going to have to 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 make good in Phillies fans' you know minds to accept the Herrera deal. They're going to have to do something bigger and better like a Bryant or a Schwarber to, you know, kind of take the edge and the pressure off of uh, of the Herrera thing, if, if you yeah. understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, I get it completely. I, I don't think it's going to be Chris Bryant. That's just my guess. But uh, I do think they'll get one of the guys in left field. You have Kyle Schwarber, who probably makes the most sense to me. Uh, Nick Castellanos would be an all-star offensive player. He is not a good fielder. You do have the DH now, but – uh, that's something to consider. I, I feel like Michael Conforto is someone a year from now we're going to be saying whoever signed him got a steal because he had a bad contract year, but the two years prior to that was a really good player. He had been an all-star previously, and he's still only 29. So if they signed him, that would be a great pickup. I think he moves from right to left field, probably gets a bit of a tick up defensively. So I do think they'll get one of the left fielders. My The guy I would sign is Seiya Suzuki, but – uh, they have not been linked to him in any meaningful way. 
Interesting. Uh, all right, this week coming up, can you can you you know honestly give Phillies fans some hope that there'll be some good news that they'll be able to call this radio station with you know with some optimism or, or you know are we going to drag this out? Well, I think I, I'm not entirely sure what they're doing in the bullpen to be honest with you, but. Um, in terms of the left fielder, yeah, I think in a week there's a good chance you know who the starting left fielder for the Phillies is. There's just not that much time. I'm not uh, stepping out on a limb and saying that. The, the season starts in less than a month. You have to uh, begin to get things in play, and you don't want to get in a situation where two of the guys go off the board and you're down to like one or one and a half guys that you're interested in. You're right. I mean, center field is not going to be the strength of this team. So you need to make sure you get it right in left field. You're not sure about third base. You're not sure about shortstop. Uh, there's a lot of holes. So you need to make a signing. And there's a few guys that you mentioned, any of them would fit the bill. People say, all right, at least you know what you're going to get from that player. And that position is a plus. We'll keep our eyes on what's happening, eyes and ears each and every day. And we'll reach out to you as spring training goes along, my friend. And thank you for a couple minutes. And where can people go to odyssey.com, the Odyssey app, Phillies Nation, and you're all over it, right? Yeah, all over it. Tim Kelly on the Philadelphia Phillies in the state of spring training in Major League Baseball.